the Ayurvedic doctors will tell you this. There's no such thing as bright doctors, only brilliant patients. Mm. Damn. Because they take the cue, they learn how to fix themselves, and they do it themselves by working with the practitioner and the doctor, and they, they work together. That's how healing is done. Welcome to the Stay Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Raj Jana, founder of Liberate, and it's my mission to help you become the most grounded, loving, and authentic version of yourself that you can be. Each week, I interview experts in the fields of mindset, spirituality, and emotional well-being. My brilliant guests share their tools, stories, and unique perspectives to help you develop the skills you need to show up fully for the people and things that matter most in your life. Now let's dive in. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this very special episode of Stay Grounded with my dear friend, Mr. Amish Shah. So Amish is a tech entrepreneur and a filmmaker um, who has produced several um, documentaries and films on some very, very, very interesting topics. But most recently, he is the uh, producer of The Natural Law, which is a film on Ayurveda and how Ayurveda has played a role in helping him heal all of his chronic health issues, as well as the role that Ayurveda has played in helping millions of people across thousands of years in different cultures experience the same. You know, coming from Indian background, I've always known about Ayurveda. I've always known of the word, but to be honest, like I haven't really gone deep into understanding what it actually is. What is the system? What is the framework? Where does it come from? How does it actually work to create health outcomes? And that's what we dive deep on this podcast. In The Natural Law, Amish goes and interviews some of the world's leading experts on Ayurveda and brings it all into his documentary and film, which I believe is actually available for anybody who wants to go watch. We have all the links available in the show notes. Um, but the, the film itself and this podcast was just so illuminating for me because, again, like, I feel like, you know, I'm on this mission, especially with Liberate and everything I'm doing there, like just really looking at how we can look at the human system from a holistic lens. Like we are not just our mind. We are not just our body. We are not just our, uh, our, our, our thoughts. Like we're actually an integrated system. And some of these ancient modalities and frameworks and systems actually looked at the body through that lens. And it was so illuminating for me to actually go and look at how, you know, Ayurveda has actually been used to treat different or diagnose or look at different illnesses and different uh, diseases and, and to, to learn how these systems are actually addressing physical illness versus how the conventional medical system is addressing physical illness was so illuminating for me and very validating in in, in some of the thoughts that I've had for a while, some of the research that we've done at Liberate and, you know, just my own personal journey and the journey of all the people that I've, I've had the privilege of being around over the last few years. And so this episode was just really illuminating for me, a powerful window into what Ayurveda is and how it can support you. Um, and just overall philosophies on how to integrate um, a holistic way of looking at health into your life. And so, um, I love you guys. You know, I am. I, I do my best to bring on a wide range of human beings who have very different perspectives on health, wellness. But as always, do your research. You know, anything that you watch or receive on this podcast is not medical advice. Consult with your doctor, and just remember how much power and authority you have to be a co-pilot on your healing journey. Like to me, that is what this podcast is for. It's reminding you of the 
incredible gift that you are to your own healing journey. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope you enjoy Amish. And if it is of interest to you, go ahead and check out the uh, the film. Like I said, we have all the links in the show notes. And I'm just so grateful that we get to continue bringing on different perspectives that even I get to learn about my own culture, which is just so cool. So thank you all for giving the show uh, your attention, for me, your presence, and your grace. And without further ado, here is my dear friend, Mr. Amish Shah. Enjoy. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded. My brother, Amish, welcome to the show. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Been trying to make this work for yeah. God knows how long <laughs> yeah. with all the mishaps. And you've been on just quite the journey as of late, getting mm-hmm. this film out into the world. And um, I'm proud of you, man. Thanks. I really just have to let me just start there by saying how proud I am of the journey. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I and I want to. It's been a long road to to having this thing like finally live. Super long, <laughs> ten years plus over ten years. Right, yeah. and 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 I think what would be really, you know, and I kind of preface this before we got started, and like mm-hmm. I don't know enough about Ayurveda. Yeah, you know, even being of Indian descent, like I just feel like. There's a whole, it's a whole world of, it is of healing and the healing arts and Mm -hmm. science that I've just not been privy to. So before we dive into anything, I would love to maybe just introduce Ayurveda as a concept, um, as a body of work, as a healing modality for anybody who may have never even heard of Ayurveda. And then we can dive in deeper. This movie has been, I would say like 10 years in the making, but a life lifetime worth of healing. And I'll explain to you why. So, growing up as a kid, I would get issues of digestive issues, like stomach problems. Like, my stomach hurts, and I'd get headaches, and I would get bloody noses and eczema patches. Not all at the same time, maybe some at a time, or something would go away, it would come back, something would go away, it would come back. So, I'd go to the doctor, and your stomach ache, it's like, oh, here's Pepto Bismol. Nothing's wrong with you, go home. Eczema patch, oh, just put this special ointment or lotion on it, and go home, and don't worry about it, it's nothing. So a lot of that growing up. And I went multiple times. I remember that as a kid. Like, oh, my stomach would always bug me out. You know, the the Western medical system was like, don't worry about it. Just take this X, Y, Z and on with your life. So that went on. And in my late teens, early 20s, I started developing vitiligo and other symptoms. Like vitiligo is the lightening of the skin. And I'm kind of brown. And so imagine what like a white spot on your face would look like or another dark black spot would look like on your face when you're in your late teens, early 20s. So again, didn't know what was going on. Went to the doctor like nothing we can do. It's an autoimmune condition that we don't know what's going on. You know, by the time I was 29, like I had so much stomach pain, so many stomach pains and migraines and sinus infections. Like I, did, I couldn't explain what the hell was going on. Like in pain, just so much pain in my body. And I was like, shit, like, man, okay, so I should go see a doctor again. You know, see what goes on. So I went to the doctor. Like, all right, let's take a blood panel. So this is 2009 now. Oh, 2009 or 2010, roughly, somewhere in that range. The company was exploding, like I said, and we had split it up. We had like four or five different companies. Each of them was doing something else in the internet marketing kind of space. We had an affiliate marketing thing. We had an internet marketing thing. We had a SaaS platform. We had all these different businesses that were all crushing and highly profitable too, which was amazing at the time. My symptoms just got worse. 
man. I mean, like to the point where like I I was in really bad shape, and you know, in in 2011 ish, 12 ish, I was like, you know what, I I gotta I gotta do something about this. It was around 2011. Me and my business partner weren't getting along anymore. Like he threatened my life. Um, I had like lawsuits going on. Like it was. Did you walk away from it all? I did. And you moved uh, to, and that's when you went to India? um, So it was, uh, I went to India to go shoot my first documentary. Um, And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell everything off, get rid of everything, get rid of all these partnerships, get rid of even some of my friends, like stop talking to them because I need to go heal. So I started like exercising and green juicing and meditating and bought a sauna and kind of did the more biohacking kind of world type stuff. And it worked. You know, I lost weight. I looked good, but I was still in pain inside. How did you stumble into Ayurveda? So I, I just, again, researching this ancient wisdom, I stumbled upon Ayurveda because it's one of the Vedic sciences of yoga and, and meditation. I said, you know what? Maybe Ayurveda has something. And they have this protocol called Panchakarma, which is a detox protocol. Uh, it means five actions or five therapies. Basically. Before we dive into that, can you just set a frame of what is Ayurveda? Yeah, 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 sure. So um, Ayurveda comes from ancient India. It's over 5,000 years old, and it's the most complete and intact medical system, ancient medical system, in the world. It's been around for over 5,000 years, and they have eight branches to it, just like modern medicine does. They had psychiatrics, pediatrics, geriatrics, um, disease management, um, uh, all kinds of different tracks, even surgery. And this is thousands of years old. And before 5,000 years ago, it was passed orally from, tr- from family to family or tradition to tradition or doctor to doctor to student or doctor to family. And that's how it was done in ancient times. And so um, this science is the only one that kind of made it out in, in uh, almost full, complete, like scriptures are still there, you know, that we can decipher and we can actually understand. And so modern science is just now catching up that these systems work. And it's been used in India, in the subcontinent of India, for thousands of years. Um, Again, the truth is timeless. If it works, it's going to work for everybody. It it works. You don't get rid of something that (laughs) that works, you know. Um, And so they they believed in this science and they used it. And it's been time-tested across billions of people, across thousands of years. Like, of course it works. So now you went into Panchakarma. So I went into Panchakarma, which is like a detox kind of a rejuvenation therapy. And like it cleared me out. And I felt so good afterwards. I was like, holy crap, there's something here. And when I went there, I brought a film crew with me because I wanted to get into the movie world. I wanted to shoot my second movie. I was like, oh, this one just launched and it's going viral. Like, hey, I want to start another one. And so I started filming the doctors that were... Um, we were interviewing basically for this Ayurveda film. Didn't have a storyboard, didn't have a script, just had a basic idea of like, shit, let's just go. I had no idea. I had sold a bunch of my companies too, so I had some equity or capital to play with. Um, So I I threw some money at this documentary that was like, oh man, maybe this thing will heal me too. So I was desperate. And, um, you know, we went filming around doctor from doctor to doctor. Uh, Eventually we had 20-something doctors that we filmed. Fascinating how you use the same phrase again, maybe this thing will heal me too. I think there's something really poignant about you going down a creative pursuit 
like with just this intuitive hit that there was going to be some type of healing in it for you. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something really poignant about that. I can touch upon that actually. So when I first started the company, I was like, okay, I'm going to create this documentary and I'm going to sell supplements because <laughs> supplements were hot back in the day on social media and on Amazon. They're easier than, again, easier than it is now. I was like, oh, well, I can sell supplements. Little did I know that it was actually for the movie. It wasn't for the supplements. So, yeah, what you're saying, it, there's something about that. Yeah, there's yeah. something about just the, the, the medicine of what's presenting itself to you. The like, creative aspect of it, right. not the so logical make money side of it. No, because you started interviewing just some of the world's smartest human beings when it came to Ayurveda, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's really the basis of the film. Like, you were one-on-one getting help yep yep from all I mean, that's kind of how my podcast started to be honest like i had gotten out of you know i had left my full-time job became a full-time entrepreneur mm. and i was having so much anxiety and fear mm-hmm. nor that i started bringing on experts to help me <laughs> i mean that's that's pretty emotional well-being that's how it works man yeah amazing how that worked yeah it's kind of how it it sounds like that's how it came through for you that's how it started i was like okay i'm gonna listen to them so every year i would do a punch of karma because i felt like it and i would go through these bouts of like i'd feel really good after my punch of karma i'd follow their protocol for a couple of months and then everyday life gets back into place and i start feeling like crap again so i'm, I'm like man i gotta go back to punch of karma i gotta go back to punch of karma because I felt like it was helping me. And I'd pick up little tips along the way. I started incorporating teas and supplements and things like that. And so what had ended up happening was I'd feel good for a little while, then I'd feel sick for a little while, then I'd feel good for a little while, then I'd feel sick for a little while. And so I just kept filming and kept filming relentlessly. And and kind of on the side, I'd be like, if you were getting migraines and had a stuffy nose, you know, asking for a friend, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you do, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I was doing my punch of karma too, so they would tell me, you know. So I'd tell them what was going on, um, and I'd point to my stomach, and you know, I'd, like again, I'd feel great while I was there, but I never followed up with anybody after my treatments. And I was like, oh, they give me a little sheet of paper of what to do next, and just follow it. In 2017, 2016, 17 was probably my other rock bottom, where I was just so sick I couldn't function. Mm. couldn't get out of bed i was in bed by six thirty, seven o'clock at night couldn't help out with the family in pain all the time and uh, i'd given up uh, i shut down three again I, I i had like these different brands that i was operating at the time and i had to shut down like two or three of them just because i couldn't focus on it and just keep one that was bringing in a little bit of money because i just didn't know what was wrong with me you know i'd have these weird bouts and like they just felt like yes they were far they were further in between, but they'd come and I'd be like, oh, take me out for like two weeks, you know? And sometimes they would just last for a month or a month and a half. I'm like, man, something's just, this isn't normal. And so I go to India and China on a spiritual trip and I kind of combined it a little bit with business or whatever I had at the time um, was like an e-commerce business um, based on, based on India and, and, and China products. And by this time, we had like 35 people in the film. Like, you know, we had filmed them, but I gave it up. I said, I'm done. I literally said, I'm done with this movie because it's helping me, but it's not healing me. Like, you know, and I'll continue to use the Ayurvedic principles, but I needed an answer. And so um went to all these Buddhist monasteries and temples and Hindu temples and monasteries just all over Southeast Asia and India and, and China and just said, 
something hopefully will save me. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't know. I just said something. I hopefully will save me. I just prayed, please heal me. On that trip, I went to a um, like a entrepreneurs organization, um, like kind of like a startup meetup kind of thing. So I attended it while I was in India, and they had a startup that was doing um, genetic mapping, but for diseases to see if you have genetic mappings for disease. And not only that, but they have epigenetic mapping for disease. So it shows you how likely your genes are expressed for that disease. So this was interesting because I've never seen anything like it. I said, all right, last call. Here we go. Boom, did it. Month later, January 2018, I get a call from the doctor of who took my genetic test on one of the people in their company, goes through my report. And there's stuff that runs in my, um, that, there's stuff that runs in my family heart disease, diabetes, things like that run in my family. So she's going through with like slightly elevated risks. I'm like, yeah, get it. Then she gets down to celiac disease. Mm. 5.6x likely expressed. Heart disease and, thi- and, and, and thyroid and diabetes were like 1.2, 1.3x expressed. Means that they weren't really expressed. They're likely to be expressed. Celiac was 5.6x. And she's like, do you eat gluten? And at the time I was like, What's gluten again? I'm going to be honest with you. Kind of new, but not really. And she's like, oh, rye, barley, blah, 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 you know, wheat. I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm not really. And I had Western doctors tell me to my face, an allergist tell me to my face, a rheumatoidologist tell me to my face that there was no way I was allergic to gluten. So when I was going to these Ayurvedic doctors, I was telling them I'm not allergic. They're like, oh, do you have any allergies or anything? I'm like, no, I don't, nothing. I don't know what's causing my issues. So no one was like, hey, let's take wheat out of your diet or gluten out of your diet. Dude, does Ayurveda actually help also identify some of these sensitivities as well? Like, And how does that work? They do. So according to Ayurveda, um, everything in the universe is made up of the five elements. Um, and I'm talking everything. You, me, the nature outside, the sky, the planets, the comets, the asteroids. Five elements, everything. Everything is made up of five elements. Those five elements are ether or space, empty ether or space, air, right? So empty ether or space, I'll just get into this really quickly. We have a cavity in our head. We have a cavity in our stomach. It's space so that things can come inside and fill up the space. Our brain fills up one and food fills up the other, right? We have space inside of our nostrils. We have space uh, outside the universe. Our universe is 99 point or 93% empty space or whatever it is, right? So space is everywhere. Air, we're breathing in air constantly through our lungs and through our nose, right? There's the wind that's making air. Air exists uh, in outer space and different planets and ecosystems. Then we have fire. There's this huge, big, fiery ball in the sky that kind of powers everything on the planet and the universe. Well, I shouldn't say the universe, but at least our solar system. Um, And that fire also exists in our body because we are 96 or 98.6 degrees all the time. We have some form of heat or fire inside of our bodies. Um, We have fire that we cook with, right? So we have many modes of fire. Next one is water. Water is everywhere, right? Water is on the planet. Water is in our body. We know that. Um, and then there's earth. Earth is anything that's like structure, has structure like plants, trees especially, right? Our bodies are structure, right? Why are we not just a goop of goop yeah. on the ground? Because we have structure. So ether, air, fire, water, and earth. Those five elements combine to create certain 
natural forces. And those are called doshas. Doshas are what make us up, are make up the plants. They are what make up the universe. They are what make up everything. So there's the five elements and then the three doshas. Ether and air combine to make movement or vata. Movement is anything that moves on the planet. We have food moving in our digestive tract. We have, we're moving in outer space. There's ants crawling on the ground. Everything's moving constantly. Then when you combine fire and water, you get pitta. That's the process of transformation, converting fire to water. You can condense it. You can create vapor. You can do all kinds of stuff. Transformation. Everything is constantly transforming. The food we put in our body doesn't come out as food. It comes out as waste because your body transformed it. Mm. Things outside in the universe is constantly transforming, right? There's different seasons that are transforming. There's people that are transforming. We don't even have the same skin we had, you know, a week ago. We're constantly transforming, and so is the universe. It's constantly changing and moving. So transformation is the next one. Um, when you combine water and earth together, you get structure. And that structure we talked about briefly before. It's the structure that makes us up. Muscles, ligaments, you know, bones, um, what's what keeps us together it's what keeps our planet together it's what keeps everything in outer space together so these three forces of movement transformation and structure or vata pitta and kapha are what make up everything in the whole entire universe and you have a certain amount of vata pitta kapha mm. i have a certain amount of vata pitta kapha the shrub outside has a certain amount of vata pitta kapha the tree outside has a certain amount of vata pitta kapha now everyone has it and every element or every um, thing has it, but in a different amount. And within that, we have the elements, right? So they have a certain amount of those elements within the dosha also. So the ancients figured this out thousands of years ago. And they said, oh, well, according to your doshic makeup, your pitta is out of control. It's not healthy. And your vata is really high too. So basically what that means is I have a lot of um, heat and fire in my body. The, what was actually happening was I had ulcers in mm. my stomach lining. I had eight ulcers when I found out. What How did was they diagnose on. you? Like, what, what is the process? Is it like a test? Is so it I did like... celiac. It was, a, it was just a swab in the mouth. No, I mean like for like the ancient system. Oh, the ancient system, yeah. So um, the ancient system, what they do is they take your pulse. So they'll, they can measure your pulse just by measuring your, on your wrist. They might check your um, throat and they'll check a little bit of your body. Um, they'll look at your eyes, they'll look at your tongue. And um, that's where they start. And then they ask you a lot of questions. They'll ask you about your life, about what you do for work, whether you enjoy your work, your spouse, your relationships, your kids, if you have any, parents, how you grew up, any traumatic moments in your life. So in the West, we're used to this like churn and burn system. Yeah. They're in, they're like, what do you need? Okay, 15 minutes, boom, they're out of there. They yeah. need to go see their next patient. Your first appointment with an Ayurvedic practitioner is 60 to 90 minutes. Mm. They want to know everything about you. And then they come up with like, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Oh, your stomach hurts. Oh, wow, you're, you're, you get migraines too. Okay, so when I found out I had celiac and I had these eight ulcers in my intestinal tract, I worked with an Ayurvedic practitioner one-on-one -on -one directly. Called him every two weeks and I'm like, this is what's going on. What do I do next? And dude... Within 30 to 60 days, felt amazing. Within the first six months, I was like, holy crap, this is like next level. I started exercising, getting my strength training on a lot, started doing yoga, got my yoga certification. And all meanwhile, this, the film was put aside. 
So from 2018 to 2021, I focused it on me, mm. getting back to me, getting back to whole me, happy me, healthy me. And by this time, dude, I had this whole block on the left side of my body that was starting to turn into hard hardness. And we, we all kind of know where that ends up going. Um, but it was all hard along the left side of my body, all the way from my pelvis and my hip to up here in my mm. head. So hard that you can knock on it. Wow. So I had to unwind all of this damage. And I'm still in the process of doing it. But in 2021, which was about, you know, again, I felt better within 30 to 60 days. But by 2021, I was sitting in meditation and I thought to myself, holy crap. And I had a huge smile on my face. Not in pain. Mm. I'm happy. Shit, I'm healthy. I feel great. Life is amazing. Kids are good. Family's good. Business is good. This is amazing. Like, what an amazing life I have. And then it hit me that I needed to finish the film. So this is in 2021. So over the last two years, we finished the film. We incorporated this my whole story into it because many people are like, well, how come you're not in the movie? And I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to be. So I, they interviewed me, um, interviewed my wife, and we got the whole thing kind of uh, into a movie with 40 of the world's top experts on Ayurveda in the movie from Deepak Chopra to Vasant Lodge, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, Mimi Guarnari, you know, Mark, uh, Mark Halpern. Um, like the who's who, Sahara Rose, Peter Crone, like amazing, amazing world leaders and, and scientists and experts for this movie. And, you know, it it quickly dawned upon me while I was launching this that I, it's the first project in in a very, very long time that wasn't driven by money first. Mm. Um, I always had a mission, but the mission didn't maybe it was it came from an analytical perspective instead of a soul perspective it came from the mind yeah yeah totally i want to help a billion people if, yes mm -hmm. yeah but it didn't like mean anything so this is the first project i was like holy crap like my whole life <laughs> in the last 10 years of this documentary is has led up to this moment for me and whether it succeeds or fails i cannot have any attachment to it and whatever it requires of me i will do yeah man it's the uh it's the hero's journey right like you just go through these cycles of 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 challenge of crisis of initiation and to me i've always felt like purpose is like a it's a circle mm -hmm. so like you go through the challenge but then when you get out of the challenge the circle's not complete mm -hmm. until you actually help you other people and you create something that allows yeah. for others. And you may have many purposes in this lifetime. Correct. But until you wrap it up. You got to close it. You got to close the loop. You have to close the loop. Otherwise, there's like, it, it's like the, there's something about the infinity loop, even like, just like, that's how I think in my interpretation of I life, agree. whatever simulate, whatever we're in right now, like, <laughs> yeah. I do feel like energetically there's something to that. And so if we can pay attention when we're in those moments of crisis and yeah. be like, wow, okay, like, yeah, I'm in the shit storm right now. This sucks. And just trust that like, hey, getting through this is a part of the purpose. Exactly. Like purpose in motion, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm just like, what's so beautiful, I'm curious more for me now. I haven't, I haven't watched the film yet. I'm excited to. What was one 
like what was one commonality that you like saw in all of those individuals that you were interviewing when it came to health and when it came to their mindset around well-being or health Mm -hmm. or vitality there's no one size fits all solution and that's what we try to do in our world um it doesn't work like that everyone is unique everyone has a unique blueprint and the universe is always trying to heal you and itself Mm. and what happens if you just get a little paper cut on your hand? It doesn't stay there forever. You don't even have to think about it. It heals itself. The universe is always trying to do that. And so if you're paying attention and using your mind correctly, it will it will point you in that direction. You have to be aware. So what you know, what they say in Ayurveda is you don't just digest what you eat. You digest anything that comes to your five senses. Mm. So anything you touch, anything you touch, anything you see, anything you hear, anything you smell, anything you taste, all of that gets digested, and that becomes you. So, an example would be watching the eleven o'clock news constantly over and over, and just living in that fear. Not in a good, not a good thing to do to yourself. <clears throat> you know, just not healthy. Oh, and if you even break it down to a practical level, the fear triggers a fight or flight response. All kinds of stuff. Right? And it triggers your fight or flight, which is your nervous system being on overdrive, which is now dumping all sorts of stress hormones. It's like it's actually creating havoc on the body based on something you are taking in from an external input. That's just a very tangible example. Stress is a big one that came up. Um, Stress is something that we cannot escape as a society. It's on everybody. We've, it's the world we've created for ourselves, unfortunately. And Ayurveda gives you the tools to manage that stress so that you don't get sick in the first place. It's actually meant for prevention. Like, if you get sick, fine, we'll, we'll help you. But let's not get sick in the first place. How about that? That's what Ayurveda teaches. So what is the principle of prevention in the Ayurvedic yeah. um, world? So when you're born, your doshic makeup is you're, you, when you're conceived... You get it from your parents. That's your doshic makeup. That doshic makeup, you might have a little bit elevated pitta, vata. You know, you have a certain number or, or a algorithm of these three doshas. When one of those starts getting out of whack or out of balance, that's what ca- is the beginning of, you might see some symptoms, some small things happen. Oh, wow, a little eczema patch or, man, this thing is itchy or, whoa, what's that spot? Or, wow, that hurts my stomach or I have a small headache. Small things. Then it starts progressing. Mm. So that's uh, very important to recognize in Ayurveda. That it, it, it knows when it starts, and then it knows when it's all the way in stage six. They had six stages of disease at the time that they can actually name. Um, so I think that's just so powerful, again, that the ancients knew this. And um, they knew that stress is one of the biggest ones of the diseases that are modern-day diseases. They knew that in today's time, stress is going to get worse. Yeah. And so they had um, all these things for autoimmune type of conditions. These are well, lifestyle diseases, as we call them. We don't know why or how they're caused, but they're caused from something. Ayurveda finds the root cause of whatever is causing the problem. It doesn't just try to mask it with, with like, oh, this is the problem on your arm. Let's just put this on your arm. It's like, no, that's coming from 
something else in your stomach or what do you what have you been thinking or what are you watching at night or have you been drinking so much soda recently like what what's going on totally dude trying to find out what the root problem is not like what is this red mark on your arm well and it's bringing together the whole system right it's it's actually bringing a lot of weight to the mind body connection mm-hmm. and that our mind and our thoughts and our emotions are actually playing a much greater mm-hmm. toll yeah. on our health than we're currently taking seriously and a lot of these ancient systems have understood that they did right <clears throat> and and that's why it's called the natural law actually is because there are certain laws in the universe that if you abide by you will live a healthy happy blissful perfect amazing life now we can't all live those happy, perfect, blissful lives. So we get out of balance. Our doshic makeup gets out of balance every now and then. But Ayurveda gives us the tools that we need to bring us back into balance. So we can be there longer. So that we can be preventative. Our body is not stressed out. So what is the balance of having like more modern day science, like tools and mm-hmm. also Ayurveda? Like how would you, because it sounds like for your journey even, like you getting that genetics or that epigenetics test. Yeah, yeah led to the awareness of the celiac disease, which then you brought into Ayurveda Correct. and allowed Ayurveda to be more effective. So like, can you speak to like in a perfect world mm-hmm. for somebody who's just listening now they're like, okay, like I'm in, I want to do Ayurveda. And like, like how would you approach, how would you instruct them to like, yeah. play with different modalities sure. in, a, in a holistic <clears throat> system? So I believe that there is a true path to integrative um, medicine and integrative combines East and West. Yeah. You get hit by a truck, you have a heart attack, you have a stroke, you break your arm, go to the hospital, go to a trauma center. It's not to, it's not the time to go looking for an Ayurvedic practitioner to find out if you're about to fit or It's right. It's like okay, fine. Like okay, I broke and something is. It's acute. It's great. Western medicine is great for acute trauma. Amazing, actually. What Western medicine lacks is in the um, stuff that we can't explain. That's where Ayurveda comes in and can be really beneficial. Um, And I think that integrative approach is really powerful, right? So for someone who's like, well, should I get a genetic test or should I just go to an Ayurvedic practitioner? One thing I'll mention is if you have something going on or even if you want to just optimize your lifestyle you're healthy there's a lot of people who are healthy just want to optimize and make better like biohack their life go see a practitioner first i think with the western medical system and again it's good for acute stuff but if you're trying to find something that's going on or you're trying to optimize your life go to an ayurvedic practitioner it'll help you way faster and way better than the western medical system was now if you're again if you have a stroke or it's like post-stroke or something going on something very serious, you know, um, you can consult with an Ayurvedic practitioner, but consult with your doctor too. You know, I, I, you know, I'm not a medical professional by any means, and this is not medical advice, but that's what I would do in hindsight. I wish I had worked with an Ayurvedic practitioner from the beginning of my symptoms. I would not have to go through all the pain. I even had surgery, dude. I would not have to go all the meds, all the surgeries, all of that stuff that I did. I wouldn't have to have done any of it. Well, I think there's just a general problem with the medical system. Like, you know, it's so fear-driven that, like, when you have some type of a symptom, you want to go to the person who's going to help you fix it immediately. Well, yeah. And that's, like, what we've been trained to do. It's like, oh, let me go to the person who's selling me the thing Mm -hmm. that's actually just going to make it go away. 
but what it's really doing is it's just pushing the problem down the road. Mm-hmm. And I think we're in this sort of revolution right now with health where we're actually shifting from this idea that health is an overnight solution Correct. to health as a lifestyle. Yeah. And by and that's when systems like I think Ayurveda become so valuable mm-hmm. because they provide a framework Correct. for you to live differently. Mm-hmm. And by living differently, you just become healthier. And I, and I think that's where, like, that's exactly right. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm looking at it. Cause then, then like when you, when you have that as the frame, now all the tools just become like, you become your own research project it's, along the way. It's so true. And I can totally attest to that because in my journey, I was learning Ayurveda along the way. Right. Even though I didn't have a full on diagnosis, the only reason I didn't have a diagnosis is because the doctors, the Western doctors said I was not allergic to gluten. So they actually refused to give me a gluten test a couple of times. Refused. They're like, no, why would we do that? I was like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, no, we don't need one. You're not allergic to gluten. And I was like, okay. I just took their advice. So every single Ayurvedic practitioner I talked to, I was like, no, it's not gluten. They told me it's not gluten. So that's where like... If you would have started with Ayurveda first... It would have changed a lot of things. What would have changed? And, and if you can look back on your journey now, knowing what you know about Ayurveda and knowing about what you knew, like looking back, like what would have been different if you started with Ayurveda? Um, if I worked with a practitioner, specifically one-on-one, we would have found the root cause very fast, probably within a year. Because they, they, they work on diet and lifestyle more than anything else. So this is powerful. So even in this system... Diet, lifestyle, herbs. You know. So it would have taken a year. Um... No, I'm just saying maximum a year. Got it. Um, they could have told you your first visit, stop eating this, boom, could have been done right there. Yeah. Um, I'm saying my first year just because like, you know, everyone has a different condition. Um, but usually within the first 30 to 60 days, you'll feel better. Always. Yeah. Always. And then um, like a full process of um, figuring out what's wrong and, and fixing it about a year. Is there anybody that Ayurveda wouldn't be a good fit for? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's applicable to pediatrics, geriatrics, disease management. <clears throat> it's great. You know, obviously, if you're already working with a Western medical doctor, your allopathic doctor, it would make sense to combine that with Ayurveda. Don't try to isolate them and run two at the same time without consulting. In, consulting because yeah. there are herbs on the Ayurveda side that can have reactions with pharmaceutical drugs. <clears throat> so we don't want to mix anything that's not supposed to be mixed, of course. The power of Ayurveda is also in the herbs and the spices. The reason why we see this booming of turmeric, ashwagandha. I saw I got ads on my Facebook and Instagram and I was like, now packed with ashwagandha, ashwagandha. And I'm like, or now with turmeric, right? It's like turmeric, ashwagandha, holy basil, or tulsi, shilajit. These all come from Ayurveda. Mm. These are all from Ayurveda. And they've blown up here in America over the last like decade or so. Totally. Like big. Totally. They're like almost in all these like, you know, green juices and like I take a turmeric supplement so- every day. Exactly. I got my shilajit in the morning. <laughs> like I totally, and I didn't actually know that it came from Ayurveda. It all comes from Ayurveda. Wow. And so we're, again, science is just catching up. They found out that oh neem is super antibiotic, but anti um, bi- uh, antibiotic, uh, antibacterial, and it can kill parasites and bacteria in your gut if you if you get them. Science just catching up. 
Panchakarma, the detox retreat that I just did, a, a study just came out in the last like five to six, or five to seven years, somewhere in that range. Five days of Panchakarma reduces the toxins in your fat cells by 50%. Wow. 50. Five zero. There's nothing you can do on this planet that can have the same results. Nothing. Zero. I mean, you could starve or go on fasts and diets and stuff, but those toxins are still in your body. It'll help you get rid of a lot of them. But Panchakarma specifically, 50% toxin reduction. Wow. I mean, this is like, and I guess it, you know, I've been on this journey of looking for different modalities and ways to come back to our truth. I love that we kind of brought truth as a conversation into this podcast because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we are, we are fed so much bullshit about (laughs) the truth, about truth in health, about truth in wealth and truth in, in happiness and joy. And, and, and it makes me sad actually to even hear, and I'm excited that this stuff is coming out and there's studies and stuff catching up. And it kind of makes me sad that, you know, we've had to wait this long to really get this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for those that may be kind of afraid to go down a path that isn't like, like what encouragement would you have for somebody who's been told this allopathic story? They're on this allopathic ride. Yeah. And now they're hearing this type of stuff because I could also see it being a little jarring and scary. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh wow, I've got all this and like, other stuff I got to learn now. It's like, it's bringing a level of responsibility almost for your health into your own hands. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's like kind of nervous about that or like kind of on edge about that? Sure. Because that's ultimately what we're saying here is um, that you are actually the one that must take your health. Correct. Into your own hands. From what I've learned, and this is uh, validated by all Ayurvedic physicians as well. The physicians, the Ayurvedic doctors will tell you this. There's no such thing as bright doctors, only brilliant patients. Mm. Damn. Because they take the cue, they learn how to fix themselves, and they do it themselves by working with the practitioner and the doctor, and they, they work together. That's how healing is done. There's four aspects to healing. We were talking about this earlier. The four aspects are the person themselves and their education of Ayurveda. You don't have to learn a lot. You don't have to learn anything if you don't want to, but you're going to have to learn it when you talk to a practitioner, right? Yeah. Working with a practitioner or working with an Ayurvedic doctor, that's number two. Number three is the food, the herb, the medicine, the plants, the things that are going to help get you on your path. Again, this is not even just for healing disease. It's for like optimizing your life and not prevention. Like it's huge. And the number four is community, having the people in the, and the support network around you to help support you. So why is number four so important in the Ayurvedic system? Well, um, exactly what you just said. Someone's like, Hey, I'm going to dive into Ayurveda. And then they go home and they're like, Hey guys, I'm going to, I'm going to check out Ayurveda. And everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Mm. Yeah. Are you going to be able to heal with that kind of environment? Unfortunately not. So you have to surround yourself with people who are into this kind of stuff, into yoga, into meditation, into even maybe it doesn't have to be Ayurveda, but into the holistic lifestyle. And once you surround yourself with that community, they will support you. But if you're surrounded with people who are like, (laughs) good luck with that, guess what's going to happen? It's exactly what's going to happen. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think community is one of the most 
underrated healing tools of all. Yeah. You know, Everyone's having, looking out for you and they want the best of your when interest. You have people that are on the same path when you have people that are, and then especially when it comes to health, because I do think health can be such a confusing journey. Mm-hmm. You have so much noise in the system that mm-hmm. you have so many conflicting viewpoints there. Mm-hmm. You, for this podcast, there's probably another podcast out there. That's like Ayurveda's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> of course. Right? Like you can, you literally, can, you can be fed so much. And this is why it's so important to, you know, find the voices you resonate with and bring it back and check it with yourself and Mm -hmm. then create those communities or find those communities because there are, I mean, to me, I I think health is just one of those, health is the biggest And Ayurveda, it's about living in nature, living with nature. Anyone that's into nature, anyone that goes to even food markets and farm markets and, you know, that's the community, organic, sustainable. They're all, we're all, Part of the same Whether we call network. it Ayurvedic or not, I'm noticing and realizing that like even a lot of these supplements that one might take, a lot of the vitamins that one might take are rooted in Ayurvedic principles. And even the modern medical system is rooted in Ayurvedic medicine. And so I think there's just that returning back to yeah. the holistic path, mm-hmm. the integrated path, the path of nature mm-hmm. instead of science. And I think science is plays a really important role. I don't, I don't want to be. I'm never going to say that science hasn't made humanity. And, and me better. neither. I'm a tech guy. I love. Yeah. I love technology. Like, I love and I'm science. building a technology company. <clears throat> exactly. Like, so it's like, exactly. it's like you know, like yeah. science is absolutely important. I'm grateful for telehealth because of for Ayurveda. Actually, you know, like you can't. You got to have both together in this world. And that's it. You have to bring in the science with the soul. Correct. And the soul is truly accessed through your own journey. And I mm. think that's what's so powerful. Like, you know, I've been noticing and just realizing you know health is an initiation like most people who get brought onto their health journeys come from stories like yours Mm -hmm. which were like i got brought to my knees because i was in so much pain or i got dealt a cancer diagnosis or i got given this autoimmune condition or or maybe it's another form of uh initiation in like the form of a breakup or a business Mm. failure or covid coming in and wiping something out right like Mm -hmm. these are all initiations to go from the land of the mind correct into one of the soul where we're now absolutely looking for Mm. the the depths of us and looking and looking in the depths of us to find that to find that Mm -hmm. and ayurveda actually if you split the word apart ayur means life and Veda means wisdom or science. So it mm. literally means the science of life. Wow, that's cool. So that's the translation of this of this text. And the science of life tells you how to live in these different areas of the li- of our lives that you're talking about. Uh, and so the science of life is a science that's based in truth. And if the truth can only contain itself, and it's devoid of anything else. And Ayurveda is truth. It just has the truth in it. Then what makes it amazing is that it's going to remain timeless. And, and the time is like now for us to like really explore this science because it's been here forever. And it's for us to use, you know, it's for us to seek this. And it's based in consciousness. It's literally based in consciousness and, and the science of enlightenment to some extent. Oh, it's the science of awareness. Awareness. Right? It's like really you're becoming aware of your body and, and it's your, unique. And your thoughts. And your thoughts mm-hmm. and its unique nature and how it all works together mm-hmm. to make decisions about your health. And it is like, and that awareness is your birthright, right? Like that awareness oh, is, absolutely. Is, is what, 
and this is why I feel like now like health and all these initiations are actually the biggest and most empowering journeys of all because yes, a health diagnosis can suck and it is the window mm. into the greatest chapter of your life. Mm-hmm. Like I look at you, man, and I'm like, you know, I didn't know who you were when you were going through the health challenges, but I see who you are today and I see the mission and the dharma and the way that you're pouring yourself into your work and how you want to help people and how you want to bring this to the masses. Like this is like this consciousness that you're operating with is a result of the, the challenges and the journeys. And I, Mm. and I think that that's what, yeah, man. And I totally see it. Like I, I feel it. Like there's a, there's, there's a, there's a way that you're, you're pouring yourself into this. And I think that's, Honestly, that's why I've been so inspired to help people with their health through Liberate. That's honestly, it's why mm-hmm. because I I know what happens when a cancer patient learns to the heal their their emotional traumas when they learn to release the emotions mm-hmm. when they learn to take their health into their own hands and now all of a sudden they're in remission. I know what that person is going to be in the world. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a fucking lighthouse mm-hmm. of potential to inspire others. Yep. And that's what we need. We need more. We need more. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful for you, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm excited. We need, new, we need new systems. You know, a lot of the systems are old and they're antiquated. And we just have to come up with new systems. And, you know, the healthcare system is, we, you know what it is. We, we all see it. Super expensive. No real solutions. Well, and this is what makes this so exciting because like you taking your health into your own hands through ancient systems like Ayurveda and bringing together all the systems, right? Like, course, I'm not even course, saying like Ayurveda is yeah. one, like we're truly saying like, just look at your health through a holistic lens of the mind, the body, the relationship layers and mm-hmm. the spirit, like look at it all, mm-hmm. take it into your hands and from there approach health. And if we all just did that, the system would naturally change Correct. Yeah. because we would have a system that is meeting a brand new paradigm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's ultimately what you've been speaking to. And I mean, I, like I said, bro, I am super grateful for this drop in. Yeah, I am excited you. for the film. Yeah. Talk, so talk like you kind of touched on the film a lot um, just throughout the, the, the podcast episode, but you know, I'd love for anybody who's listening now and they're like, all right, like, I'm really curious. I want a deeper dive. Like, yeah. Can you talk about the film, how yeah, to get access sure. to it, you know, all the stuff that's, um, that's kind of available with the film? The movie's called The Natural Law, um, 10 years in the making, and uh, very, very excited to be launching this. Um, you can check out natural, thenaturallaw.com. That's thenaturallaw.com. Uh, and you can watch it uh, for a temporary period of time. Uh, we will be taking out soon. By the time this podcast come out, I think it'll still be there for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> and uh, it's a great movie. We've won four film awards already. Um, we're submitted to nine more. We just got accepted into another one. So it's all kind of exciting and it's happening. Um, and we have so much support for this movie. Like all the doctors and scientists on board are like, oh my God, it's like finished. And you interviewed me 10 years ago, you know? So it's like really cool to see a finished product and what's really amazing is there's nothing like it that exists and so i was one of the first on the planet to create a documentary on ayurveda um and i think uh, you'll like it it's educational it's it's entertaining also so you might get a few chuckles you might get a few cries um you know and um yeah it's, it's just such a good movie and it teaches you the basics of ayurveda but it also shows how the basics work 
according to my life story. But not only that, we filmed many other testimonials that are in the movie as well. Stage 4 cancer, reversed, thyroid reversed, MS types of conditions reversed. I mean, the testimonials I saw in my journey over the last 10 years, I'm autism, ADHD, gone. Mm. These are problems that we can't figure out how to fix. Or so we say. That I'm sitting there over the last 10 years and witnessing this happen in, my, in front of my eyes. Mm. I can't give up this mission. Mm-mm. So please watch the movie. Mm. Check it out. It will. It's very inspiring. That's the biggest word that everyone has told me. It's the theme that everyone comes out saying, man, I'm inspired and I want to figure out how to get my dosha read and I want to work with the practitioner and see, like, it's inspiring. I think it's a message that's much needed for our planet right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll make sure all the links to the film and any resources that you want to share with the community are included in the show notes. Um, Let me check out one last question for you, man. Um, In the midst of everything you've been through, what is one thing that you do consistently every day to just become a more grounded human being? Um, I have a morning ritual that I do. Put my feet on the ground from bed. Stay. So just say one thing I'm grateful for. It doesn't even matter. It could be like anything that comes to your mind first thing in the morning with a foggy head. Just say it. Just get get the day started. This is kind of Ayurvedic in nature as well. Wipe, wash my eyes with cold water. Tongue scrape. Get rid of that junk on your tongue. Oil pull. Brush my teeth. And those are Ayurvedic practices. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Oil tongue scraping and oil pulling are both Ayurvedic practices. Um, brush your teeth. Um, then after I brush my teeth, I'll tend to do some meditation um, or yoga. Sometimes I'll do a body massage with some oil before I do the exercise, workout, or meditation. So those kind of three things, exercise, massage, workout, meditation, are all kind of lumped together. Maybe breath work, but I'll pick one to three of those things to do. Um, and then I'm ready to get my day started, take a shower, and then I eat. But I have to do that every day. I, even if it's just two of those things, I have to do at least two or three of those things to get my day started. And I feel like it just sets my day off perfectly. And so I try not to book any calls before like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. in the morning, you know, and I just try to get that time in in the early morning for me. And it works great. It helps me get grounded and just stay focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, I'm so grateful again for the drop-in and um, I'm excited for the next chapter and I am just no, man, I'm really proud of you. Like I Thanks, said, I man. said this in the beginning, but like it takes a lot of energy to finish a project more than it does to start one. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. um 10 years in for your journey, for your health, you know, for, to see where you're at, um and to see the film being received so well. Mm-hmm. Just makes my heart really happy. So, congratulations. I'm excited to be a fan and a supporter and Thanks. Yeah, brother. Uh, everybody, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your new friend, Amish. And from us, stay grounded. (laughs) Chat soon. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Stay Grounded. No matter where you're from or what you're going through, I hope it helps you remember just how incredible you are and have always been. If you're on a path of emotional healing or self-discovery and would like to learn how Liberate can support your journey, head to www.rajana.com forward slash liberate that is l-i-b-e-r-8 to learn more about our current group programs and one-on-one offerings i love you guys and i'll see you next week